Welcome to Streams of Progress, where we bring you weekly conversations with many of the UAE's prominent leaders and thinkers. Each of our guests are actively contributing to the vitality of the UAE community and economy. Our goal on the podcast is to inspire you to drive progress in your professional and personal life. Hey everyone, this is Matt, and today on Streams of Progress, I am joined by Nadine Mazer, who is the Chief Marketing Officer of Sarwa. We had a great discussion about the shifting trends in the retail investor industry and how Sarwa is playing a leading role in creating new opportunities for investors here in the UAE. Sarwa is a fresh fintech platform that helps investors take advantage of simple and low-cost investing options that provide a strong reward-to-risk profile. I know you're curious to learn more, so join us as we dive into the conversation. So I'm here with Nadine Mazer, who is the CMO of Sarwa. So welcome, Nadine. Thank you. Thank you so much, Matt. <laughs> Glad to have you Happy with us. Happy to be here. And uh, so tell us, uh, we're going to hear about your background, your history, how you came here to Sarwa and, and what you guys are doing. But just quickly, what is Sarwa? Okay, so Sarwa is an automated online platform, uh, investment platform. Uh, our aim is really to change the view about investing in the region. Uh, historically, it's been seen as a luxury product. What we want to do is really democratize it, make it simple, make it affordable, make it accessible for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so this is part of the fintech revolution, and it's a new online yes. platform where people can go in and, and invest their funds. Is that right? Absolutely. So we're a technology-driven company. Uh, basically, just to take you quickly about how it works, you go online, you're welcomed by a set of around 15 questions. You answer these questions, and based on that, we recommend a personalized portfolio for you to invest in, and it's typically into international markets, uh, emerging and developed and once you look at it and you're comfortable with it and you approve it, then basically we put your money to work for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like you said, it is part of the fintech revolution. Um, right now there's a lot of focus on fintech in the region, uh, whether it is by government entities or private entities. Um, there's different accelerator programs that are shaping up, and we were part of one of them, actually. The first one, and I believe the best so far in the region. And I believe you just recently had a launch event, isn't that right? We did. We officially launched last week. That was our beta platform. Congratulations. Thank you so much. So we're very excited about that. We started onboarding our first clients and it's been going really well. Okay. So a very exciting time in the world of fintech and particularly for Sarah as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, there's, there's a change happening and I believe, you know, these sort of services have been around for, for a few years now, whether it is in North America or in Europe. And for the region, is still new. Uh, these services have not been offered so far, and we're really the first to bring that here. Um, like I said, we were part of an accelerator program, the FinTech Hive, the IFC FinTech Hive, and this is how actually we started. And they've been really extremely supportive and they're really pushing on that front in terms of innovation, in terms of bringing all these different companies on board and positioning Dubai as a fintech hub. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So a lot of incredible things ahead of you with Sarwa, but you didn't yes. get here overnight, right? There's a, there's a no. story. <laughs> there is, yes, absolutely. So, so tell us, share with us you know, a bit of your background and uh, the steps that you took to get to where you yes. are today. Okay. What I can tell you, I can tell you a bit about my partners. Mm. Um, so we're three co-founders. There's 
there's uh, myself, there's Mark and Jad. Um, Mark and Jad really started working on uh, on Sarawak around a year ago, a year and a half ago. Um, they were both in Canada, both coming from backgrounds that uh, are within the, in the same industry. So uh, Mark comes from a background of financial strategy, and Jad comes from a background of uh, uh, hedge funds and basically programming and coding. Mm -hmm. um, and they've known each other for a long, long time. So they're really childhood friends. Um, and they came here, and um, they were just talking. I believe Mark was talking to someone from the family who's in the banking industry and asking about these type of services, because over there, you know that they're available to anyone. Um, and he was a bit surprised to hear that we don't have that here at all. So he thought that it's, it's really, you know, a bit upsetting and definitely a big opportunity. Mm -hmm. So he looked into it, and this is what triggered really the idea of creating Sedwa. So fast forward a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, they worked on the, on the platform and on the idea. They applied to the FinTech Hive. They heard about this accelerator program. So it's really the stars were aligned at the time for them. Mm -hmm. Because by the time they thought about it, you know, the IFC announced that they're having this accelerator, accelerator yes. and they were super excited to, to be part of it. It fit perfectly it with fit what was going perfectly. on. It fit perfectly. They applied and Matt, they were really the first startup. Mm. Uh, they were the only startup. Like the other companies that applied in terms of being a company that's a startup, they were. However, they've been around for a while. Uh -huh. uh, they had revenues. They had clients, etc. Really had a pitch. Brand new. <laughs> it yeah. was brand new. <laughs> An idea and a vision. Yeah. But exactly. But that speaks really to uh, the execution capability of the team, to mm. um, how uh, how needed the service is over here. Mm. They approached me, mm. uh, Mark and Jad, uh, to look after um, their marketing and basically market research, because they're you know not very familiar with. With the, with the market over here. Mm -hmm. And I come from this background. Mm -hmm. So my background has been in marketing, communication, and retail strategy. Mm -hmm. um, I was working with the government before, and I also did a lot of uh, consultancy for a lot of corporate brands. Um, I'm not going to name names, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for, for the past uh, at least seven years, that's been my focus. Mm -hmm. And I worked with the guys. I loved what you know they wanted to achieve over here i believe it's definitely something needed mm -hmm. so i joined as a co-founder and so coming on board as the chief marketing officer your objective was to assess you know the market opportunity and see how many potential investors would be on the platform and what the appetite is for this kind of offering in the fintech space is that absolutely. right absolutely yeah. yeah absolutely and also to understand how we can um, educate the public about um, how to look into investing. There's the way we look into our clients persona, we have two main ones. One that is actually uh, someone who's familiar with investing. Mm. Um, either they do it themselves or they went through the traditional route of wealth managers. Um, but I believe, and that's been really proven by the, the tests that we've been doing recently, that the majority are not even aware of the services, or they, they don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. um, they know that they're making good money. 
uh, either either saving the money, but it's just sitting in a bank and not really doing anything. Right. Or as you know very well, we have a culture of spending in the region. Mm-hmm. So it's just about triggering the thought of what you can do mm-hmm. and how much return you can get on your money and really literally make your money work for you. Like don't let it sit being bored at a bank. Sure, absolutely. And so a lot of what you have to do is educating the marketplace and educating the potential customer. Um, And not only them, but we were talking earlier um, that you had to go through the whole regulation process. And SAR was the first uh, licensed, I believe, fintech uh, provider in this space. Is that right? And so you had to educate the regulator as well about your offering, your platform, the whole technical side of it as well. So can you talk us a little bit through that? Yeah, uh, we were very uh, lucky to be actually the first to be regulated in our category by the Dubai Financial Service Authority. And like you said, it's a service that we're providing that's brand new to the region. So it was a lot of work to be done on that front, um, educating not only the public, like you said, but also the regulators, working with them very closely to ensure that we have the proper regulations in place, uh, to to make them understand also how we can innovate on that front. Um, There's some, you know, reports out there that sort of rank Dubai uh, on the bottom bottom 10 in terms of uh, customer service and consumer experience when it comes to financial institution. And that's uh, that's highly unfortunate because we are a city that's extremely innovative, that's always moving forward, and the vision has always been to be ahead in every single field. And not only ahead, but to be number one. To be number one, for sure. sure. So that's a big goal to achieve, I guess, here at Dubai. Exactly, exactly. You know, um, I, I believe people were a bit surprised that there's a, especially when it comes to the financial services, there's a lot of paperwork, there's a lot of documents you have to sign, you have to meet face to face, whether the international trend is all about digital and now we talk about blockchain and so on. So Mm -hmm. it's really, this is where we're moving towards. Mm -hmm. So yes, we've been working very closely with the regulators. They've been extremely supportive. We were the first to be regulated and it's to us, it was an amazing milestone to achieve. Mm -hmm. And so I imagine that one of your unique selling points to the customers is that you cut through all of that confusion, all of the the paperwork and the, the hassle, you know, of working with either a typical financial institution or a financial advisor, you make it very simple and make yeah. it very easy for the customers to be on your platform, to figure out an investing philosophy or strategy and then, and then put their money to work. So I was just wondering if you can talk us through, you know, the investment philosophy and its basics, you know, what, what, what is SARWA trying to achieve? Of course. So um, to us, we believe in passive investing. Uh, and I'll explain a little bit what passive investing is. Uh, basically, you have two uh, main uh, philosophy behind investing. Either you're an active investor and you believe in picking stocks, you know which ones are going to be winners, which one you know you should stay away from, or you believe in the market and you believe in following the market. And uh, this is really our philosophy. The trends historically, even if the market takes a dip or goes up and down, the trend is always moving upward. Mm. And it's all about you know removing the emotional aspect out of investing, even though as humans, it's amazing that we're emotional creatures, but when it comes to investing, that's not really a positive thing. So we tend to panic. If the market's going down, we want to sell. If the market's doing really well, we just want to buy. And that's really the opposite of what you you should be doing. There are two primary emotions, right, when it comes to investing, fear and greed. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And we're all about about riding it off, basically. We just say, stick to the plan and it will be okay. Don't panic. Don't worry. It happens, 
But eventually, it's all about growth. So it's a long-term strategy. It's basically. a long-term strategy. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And we, the way we think about investing is really a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, think about it as goal-oriented. You know, you want to um, save for your children's education. Make sure that you have enough put aside, and mm -hmm. we help you get there. You want to buy your dream house. We can help you get there. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to retire and not worry about anything and play golf. That's also something we can do together. So it's it's really about thinking about long term, and ensuring that you know you're taken care of. Mm -hmm. And why is the strategy more effective or better than active management? Okay. Well, again, you we know for a fact that around ninety three percent of active fund managers underperformed their benchmark uh, in 2016 that's that's really the figure and historically for the past 15 years uh, there's the famous experiment of wall street where they got a monkey and he was throwing darts right <laughs> and yep. to pick stocks and the monkey picked almost the same percentage as an active mm -hmm. wealth manager that's not to say that you don't have great ones out there uh, i'm sure you know some people actually know what they're doing there is the seven percent that is actually great uh, at picking these stocks but on average that's not something we advise you know it's not something we believe in and we we advocate that you should just go with the market basically so the way we approach it is that we have very low account minimums mm. so uh, you can start with as low as two thousand dollars at this point okay. which really is considerably much much lower than your typical wealth manager would actually uh, take you and onboard you and um we don't have, you know, you're not forced to have a monthly amount that you put in. It's all up to you. We guide you. We advise you. But at the end of the day, it's up to you to see how you can or how much you can actually afford to put. Um, and basically, um, to talk a bit about pricing, well, the way we charge is a 0.85% fee. Again, it's a management fee. Mm -hmm. There's no hidden fee. There's nothing, you know, that you're not aware of. Uh, we don't charge opening or closing fees so anytime you want to really close your account that's also you know uh, perfectly acceptable mm -hmm. you can do it anytime there's no charges for that uh, the only fees that you'll be paying is really the fees of the etfs we actually we work on etfs this mm -hmm. is what we are the portfolios are about um, and the way we charge also the fee is an extremely interesting approach which is not commission-based at all, um, and it's it has been. This is the trend internationally right now, and we're hoping that in the market we will here in the region they will catch up to that. Mm -hmm. Is we take that 0.85 percent and we divide it by 12, so it's a monthly fee. Mm -hmm. And the reason why this is so important to us is because we work with you. So our what what is. Um, what's great about it is that if you're doing well, we're doing well. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing well, we're not doing well. Sure. So really, it's it's sort of it's a long-term partnership. This is what we mm -hmm. think. So about. somebody opens up an account and then they fund it. Um, then they have a choice of different investment styles. I believe as yes. I was reading through your website, is it yes. true there's three different uh, risk profiles yes, that you absolutely. offer? Absolutely, absolutely. So again, like I said in the beginning, you answer the questions and based on that, our algorithm will assess your risk profile. Mm -hmm. You can be someone who's conservative. You don't like to take risks, and that's perfectly fine. So we have a portfolio for you. Mm -hmm. uh, you can be someone who's balanced. You're 50-50. Mm -hmm. So that, that would be our balanced portfolio. And you could be someone who actually is 
a risk taker. Mm -hmm. So we have a growth portfolio that would reflect that. And I saw on your website, it's called risk tolerant, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so in the conservative uh, portfolio, you have it there on your website. I believe it's about 50% bonds and then a mix of US and emerging equities and things like that. Some real estate as well. Correct. So you have exposure. I guess my point is you have exposure across a broad variety of asset classes. Yes. So, you know, you're exposed to different kinds of markets. So that way you can, it's a smoother ride, you know? So, right. You don't, as the market moves up and down, there's less volatility on that conservative type of portfolio. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, We believe in diversification. So our philosophy is about the modern theory portfolio, which basically tells you, it's a theory that uh, says that you need to diversify in in order to limit your risk. Uh, And just to simplify it, don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? You have to be able to um, to diversify into different industries, but even within the same industry into different companies. So each ETF would have a thousand of these different, whether it is in bonds, stocks, real estate, depending again on the, your risk profile. But it's all about diversification, so we limit the risk. Mm-hmm. And who are the service providers um, who provide the ETFs? Which, which brokers do you work with? Or? So we have a custodian brokerage firm and bank that we work with uh, called uh, IB mm-hmm. uh, in the US. And, I think it's Interactive Brokers. Interactive right? Brokers, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. IB. That's yeah. what it stands for. Thank you. <laughs> and basically in terms of uh, the ETFs that we buy, it's uh, BlackRock and Vanguard. Okay. And that, those are typically very low-cost ETFs as well. Absolutely. And so I, I, Vanguard is, I think, you know, they started the ETF movement, and so they are kind of the premier and offer very low-cost you know, index funds. Exactly. And, and that's, and a, that's what we want to offer. Our clients mm-hmm. is something that's very low cost, but also, um, you know, limited in, in terms of uh, the risk that we're taking with mm-hmm. them. So it's so I guess in terms of the management fee plus the ETF fee, you could be looking at just one percent, about you know maximum, around there, yes. maximum around yes. there. Yes. Okay. So very low cost, as you know, for all the uh, the audience and listening, you know, as compared to a typical financial advisor who could charge three, four, five percent, you know, exactly. uh, per year. So this exactly. makes a huge difference over the lifetime of your portfolio investing and you're talking 30 years of fees at 5% versus 1%, it's hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars absolutely, in difference. Absolutely, absolutely. And people don't realize that. There's something that we talk about, the mm. magic of compound interest, course, right? Yes. <laughs> Tell us about it. Everyone loves that. But uh, if you take, let's say, two friends and they started, one started at the age of 25, one started at the age of 35, they're putting exactly the same amount. For example, $5,000 a year, right? And by the end of, they plan to retire at 65. By the end of that phase, when they retire, the lady that started at 25 would have around a million something dollars. The lady that started at 35 would have Mm $500,000. There's a $500,000 difference just by the fact that she waited a bit longer. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is really compound interest. Mm -hmm. When you start putting that money aside, your money is earning interest. But then that amount that you earned will also start earning you more money. So it's really interest accumulated over interest over interest. And that's exponential. And this is what people need to know that... Mm -hmm start as early as possible. So Mm. basically we talk about the four rules of investing, which is the first one to us is always start now. There is really no right time like now. You just start. Mm -hmm. Whether the market is down or up, it doesn't matter because eventually it's going to move up anyways. So that's the first principle. What about the other three? That's the first. (laughs) (laughs) 
So the second one would be do not pick stocks. Uh, no one really knows which stock is going to be a winner, which stock is a loser. We have a chart usually that we like to show that shows you, you know, a company that's doing so well this year, but then it moves down, it moves up, and all the others are doing the same. So just to tell you that at the end of the day, we believe that you should not be picking stocks. You should just be diversifying. So diversify as much as possible. That's number two. Okay, number, yeah, <laughs> let's keep going. This is good. <laughs> We're getting a free course, by the way, in terms well, of investing maybe I, strategy. I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> what do you think? This is great. Uh, but basically, um, in terms of uh, the four rules of investing, like I said, first, start now. Second, don't be stuck. And the third principle is about lowering your costs. Basically, what we want you to do is to be very cautious with the total fees that you're, uh, you're spending on your investment, which mm -hmm. we've already talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Right. We're not aware of how much we're paying for a service. So just know the amount that you're actually um, spending on, on, uh, on advice, basically, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, large fees, they always eat away at your returns. And like we said in the beginning, the compound interest works also the other way around. So if you're actually paying a higher fee in the long term, that's going to be a massive sum of money that's being taken away from you. So that's our number third three rule is just as much as possible, that's something you can control is lower your cost, basically. Yeah, I think reducing the cost of investing is absolutely critical. And this is one of the, the primary things, in my view, looking at you know your offering that Sarwa does. Because here in the UAE, the typical route is to go with a financial advisor. We talked about this already. Um, and Sarwa makes it so simple and easy for people to, again, diversify and get into a lot of things at a very low cost. So it seems like, you know, in my view, the kind of the way to go. Oh, absolutely. I mean, some people don't realize, maybe sometimes they tell you, oh, I'm making 6% return. And that's great. Perfect. But then they don't realize that they're paying 3% on fees. So actually, your net return is not 6%. You really always have to think about the net. And this is why for us, it's important to lower the fees as much as possible. And then not only that, but there's the cost of inflation. So if yes. we have inflation at 3%, yes. so they're earning 6%, the fees are 3 inflation is 3 they're earning nothing. It's zero. Exactly. A 0% exactly. return. A lot of people who put their money into saving accounts don't realize that. They're getting, let's say, 2% on saving. But does that really account for inflation? That's something that we need to always keep in mind, too. Yeah, yeah. And the fourth principle? The fourth principle is don't be emotional. That goes back to our theory of the whole picking stocks and diversification. It really reinforces that. As human beings, we tend to be emotional creatures. So remove that out of the equation. Um, and you get actually a really better return on the long term. And not trying to time the market perfectly so that you just catch the low and you buy then and you catch the high and you sell then. That's pretty much impossible to do. Nobody has a crystal ball. No. Um, and so I guess the idea is that we just consistently invest into the market over time. And as you said already, you know, over time, the historical average in the U.S. anyway is about 7%. And so, yeah, you, you'll just catch that wave and your money will grow over time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's like in 2008, when we had, you know, the big, uh, the big crash in the markets, uh, everyone was just selling. And the time at that time, markets start to actually do better, and they start to uh, become a bit healthier. And people were still selling, but no one was noticing the trend that's moving up. So just ride it, ride mm -hmm. it off. Focus on the long term. Don't get emotional. Stick to your plan. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we've talked a lot about, um, you know, Sarwa, the, the principles that you have and the, and the offering and kind of the way it works for customers. Tell us about the business side. <laughs> Tell us about being an entrepreneur, okay. starting a business <laughs> and working with your co-founders. And how has it been for you guys? What's the journey been like? It's been very exciting, I have to say. Yes, a startup is a lot of work. You, um, it's not as if you're working in a corporate where you have, you know, uh, you're working hours. But uh, it's definitely much more rewarding. Um, there has been, you know, a lot of momentum in the industry right now, especially in the fintech field, where people are. Um, are uh, creating an ecosystem that's really becoming very supportive of each other. Um, I'll give you the example of the Hive itself. Uh, We're very, very um, lucky to be part of this program. And it sort of created like a mini community around us of uh, like-minded people that support each other, that help each other whenever it's possible. Uh, Being an entrepreneur, I think for me personally, has been extremely rewarding. Um, It's definitely uh, not an easy path to choose, but uh, it's again, it's, uh, it's like investment. You know, think about the long term. <laughs> think about the future. <laughs> think about the future. <laughs> and the reward that waits for you. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. the, the beauty of it is that we have an incredible team. And we have, the team comes from diverse backgrounds. So we very much complement each other. And I believe that works to the benefit of the client. Um, like I said, you know, Jad, our CTO, has like the coding and programming background. Mark is all about strategy. Uh, I focus really on the client side uh, and on communication and educating the public. Um, The team is growing, so we have Danny, uh, who is our head of financial advice. Um, We have Thomas, who's our developer, and we have Lejain also, who's uh, our marketing coordinator, and slowly we're growing the team. So uh, it's it's really about who you work with uh, and being on the same frequency and thinking alike and having the same vision, and it it really helps. Mm -hmm. This is like, uh, to me at least, this is one of the most important things about a startup. It's not all roses and rainbows though, right? There are some challenging no. days. Yes, <laughs> so absolutely. Tell us about a f- just a few of the challenges, you know, because uh, uh, here on the podcast, we want to present a balanced view, you know, of, of, of what it's like to, to be an entrepreneur and, and give people a realistic perspective because we have a lot of people who are passionate about starting up, you know, their own idea. Yes. And uh, we feel like or everybody feels like they have an idea inside them, you know, a million yes. dollar idea. So yes. walk us through kind of uh, the experience of some of the challenges that you've had. I think there's a lot of brilliant ideas out there in the market. It's all about really sticking to what you believe in and uh, writing this journey. Um, it's like I said, it's not all rainbow and there's a lot of hardworking hours. You know, you could be working overnights, you work over weekends, you work on holidays. You have to sort of also try to be as organized as possible when it comes to balancing your work life and family life, especially in my case, I have kids. So it's also something that adds to, um, uh, to the table of the things that I need to be doing. Uh, but, um, it's, to me, at least, the secret to success is to believe in what you do, be passionate about it, persevere, because there's going to be ups and downs too. There's going to be moments where like, are we going to survive this? Like, are we going to make it? But again, it's just about continuing because a lot of people, the problem with startups is a lot of people give up too early, too soon. And you have to stay on track. You have to stay in there. And you have to surround yourself by the right 
community around you, of people that can help you grow uh, the right network. When you get investors on board, an extremely important thing is to get, not just to take the money from these investors, is to get investors that believe in what you do, that makes that make the journey easier and uh, get partners. The, the, the investors don't think of them as just someone who is providing a financial service. It's actually a partner with you on the firm. So you have to sort of have people that can advise you uh, on how to grow the business, that can uh, help you on sometimes day-to-day -day operational aspects. Um, and again, it, it goes back to what your background is from. So find people that complement that background, mm -hmm. whether it is from the, your team that you're building or the advisors that you have on board. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's amazing that you mentioned the power of the network and the advisors that you've brought on board. And I've been reading on your website, you have amazing people that you're working with, you know, the, the top of the game in the financial yes, world and, uh, you know, kind of advising you and directing you on next steps and strategy and things like that. Um, how did you connect with these people? Because it's, <laughs> it's important to get the right people around you. Um, I'm just curious, you know, how did you establish Sara in the marketplace and, and get those people on board? It's It's been a combination of different things. So uh, some were personal contacts because, again, from, you know, the team team's background, whoever uh, comes from a different background brought these different people on board with them. But it's mostly about the product and the service that we offer. I think that all of these people, whether, the, whether it's the, the, um, the advisors that we have on board or the ambassadors that we have on board, they really believe in, in what we're trying to do. Uh, they believe in the, the market. They believe in the need for it. Um, and they really align with the vision that we have. So it, it, was, it was really um, a two-way relationship where they believe in us and we really wanted to have them on board because they can bring so much to the table and they can help us really grow the business in the right direction. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, in the beginning of the conversation, we mentioned you had a launch event, yes, right? Yes. And so what did that launch event entail? Because I, I believe the app isn't available yet. Is that correct? True. As of when we're recording, <laughs> it's not available yet. Um, <laughs> so that's but so what, was, what was the launch event? And then, uh, you know, what are, do you have a, a timeline for, for next steps, I'm sure. So share yes. a bit of that with so, us. So um, for us, it was really sort of like um, the official uh, launch of the beta platform. Um, we've been, the team has been really working very hard for the past year on, on developing the platform and, and working, like you said, with the regulators to make um, uh, everything fit properly and to put everything in place in terms of um, regulating um, uh, the industry, but also for us to go through the journey of getting that ITL. And right now the platform is ready and we're officially onboarding our first clients. So we wanted to really celebrate that milestone with everyone, uh, whether it is really, um, you know, the community that supported us, the potential clients that are really interested in Sarwa. So during the launch event, it was, it was a beautiful get together of different people from different industries, but they got also a chance to try out um, the platform and see how it works basically. Okay. So you had a beta available for them to yes. try and, and test. Yes, okay. yes, yes, we did. And we were, we were showing them exactly what Sarwa is about and how Sarwa operates and, you know, introducing the team to everyone, sure. whether it is the press or, like I said, people from within the community or potential clients mm -hmm. or even investors. Mm -hmm. So when can the public expect to uh, get the Sarwa in their hands? <laughs> so right now, I mean, we have a wait list of around 500 people. Congrats. That's great. Thank you so much. We're very... Uh, 
we're very excited about that. Uh, and the waitlist is growing. Mm -hmm. So anyone who's interested in trying Sarwa can join the waitlist. It's on our website. So it's www.sarwa.co. Uh, and you can just join the waitlist. And as soon as your turn comes up, uh, we will be definitely we'll be in touch. Um, and our financial advisor, uh, you can just actually, even if you don't want to right now you're not ready to mm. try the product but you can talk to our financial advisor for free mm -hmm. so you can schedule a call or schedule a coffee and uh just talk about you know your goals your plans uh, ask for advice we're, we're open for that too mm -hmm. which is very interesting because you offer a hybrid model yes so you offer the opportunity for your customers, as you said, to speak with one of your team who is a professional financial advisor, I believe. Yes, absolutely. And uh, so they can guide them, I guess, on selecting between those different risk profiles within the system and then about, you know, how the process of funding their account and things like that. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Danny comes from a background of uh, Merrill Lynch and UBS and uh, he is extremely uh, supportive when it comes to even just talking in general about the approach, uh, mm -hmm. what you need to do, how you can think about your investing, uh, what are your goals, mm -hmm. um, the steps that you need to take towards uh, achieving these goals. Mm -hmm. uh, but definitely, like you said, it's about also telling them about different portfolios. Let's say you are a client um, who went online and we advised a certain type of, of uh, risk uh, reflected mm -hmm. portfolio for you. Um, but maybe you want to actually take more risk. You're more tolerant to risk than what you, you initially thought. Mm -hmm. So you talk to Danny and Danny can take you through a process. We can really sort of, at this point, we can uh, reshift, we can uh, relook into your portfolio and work with you on understanding why do you believe that? Uh, is it really the right thing for you or not? And if it is, we're, we, can, uh, we can customize that based mm -hmm. on, on... And then once you're invested into the platform, into the ETFs, I, I assume you go through a process of rebalancing on a quarterly yes. Or yes. semi-annual basis, or something like that. Absolutely. Um, and then, can a customer also decide to shift their strategy um, within the different risk profiles? Yes, absolutely. And that's the beauty of the platform: is that we are flexible this way. We are technology-driven, but we offer light-touch human advice. So it's a hybrid model where you have access to advisors in case you you have a change of heart, or in case you, uh, let's say, you have something new within the family, a new baby. You know, you want to shift the plans, so we can work. Uh, hand in hand to, towards that. So you can always change. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this is so new. This is really a new offering. You're the first, I guess they call them robo advisors, yes. you know, with, with the light touch help as well from the financial advisor, but, um, it's so new in the market. And you, we talked a little bit earlier about the education of the, of the client, and the customer. Um, what are your plans for that? What are next steps for, you know, reaching out and educating the public about this? So in terms of uh, how we're looking into educating the public, we have different approaches, one of which is to try to get as much content as possible on our website uh, into uh, how you can think about investing, how you can start, how you can think about saving, and so on. Um, we have our own you know, advice on that, but we also are very happy to talk to people who come from that background who can also help people um, uh, understand what, what needs to be done. Uh, and and on 
another side of uh, of the educating uh, strategy is basically uh, workshops. So we actually do these uh, open to public workshops. We've had a few of them here in the Hive. People can come. We can talk about the rules of investing. We can talk about you know how you can think about healthy financial habits, tips and tricks to grow your wealth. We're also offering this workshop to uh, to corporates. So we started with SMEs and other big corporations to offer these services to the employees because that's also part of uh, our, our market and a lot of these um, you know young professionals in the region are making good money but they just don't know what to do with their money or they haven't thought about it or they don't know where to start or how to do it so we're, we're happy to offer that service basically. So these are still early days for Sarwa. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yes. <laughs> you just uh, <laughs> kind of launched and, uh, you know, achieved the uh, license and all of these things. So what's the vision for Sara? What's, what's the plan over the next? Unlimited. <laughs> uh, well, for now, really, we're focusing on the UAE market. Mm. Um, this is going to be our core business. We are um, focusing as a starting point on B2C offering. So to retail clients, uh, eventually we will be offering also Sarwa uh, uh, as a B2B um, to corporates, because like I said before, the region here is not geared towards pension funds. It's not geared towards retirement. We don't really have that culture as of yet. And that's something that Sarwa can help provide, uh, especially when you think about your employees, the benefits that you can give to your employees uh, for corporations. How do they retain uh, the, the talents that they have and make sure that they stay with them and not go to competition? Uh, we can offer um, Sarwa for work, which basically gives them these benefits of that you would have in other places of pension funds and retirement plans. So that's that's the next step for us. And the company hypothetically could do some kind of matching program as well. So yes. if the if the employee puts X percent of their salary, then the company could match just exactly. a small percentage Absolutely. of that. And Absolutely. Yeah, that, that would create a culture or an environment here in the UAE where the companies are supporting their employees through the retirement planning process. And that's, that's really what we're, we're looking for. And um, so that's, that's when it comes to the e-market, but uh, we're not really limited to the e-market. Eventually, Sarwa will grow into a regional um, a geographical expansion. So anybody from the GCC can currently open an account or be on the wait list to be on the platform? At the moment, we're only taking residents of the UAE, but eventually, yes, anyone can open an account. Okay. Absolutely. Great. And even if you were a resident, you know, Dubai is also a hub for people who come here for work and eventually return to their home countries. Um, even if you open an account when you were a resident, once you leave, that's, that's not an issue. Mm -hmm. Your account with Sarah will maintain and, and you can exactly. continue to invest. Exactly. Like I said, um, the account is actually under your name. It's opened in your name with our custodian bank. So we don't hold funds ourselves. Everything is secured and safe in a custodian bank. So it will always remain under your name. Mm -hmm. Nadine, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much, Matt, us. for having me. This, this was a very... Uh, um, enlightening conversation. I have to say. <laughs> it was a pleasure to have you with us and uh, we look forward to having Sarwa open and live to everybody soon so that we can all open an account and uh, wish you all the best of luck and success as you continue to grow the business and uh, look forward to seeing more great things from Sarwa in the future. Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you for having us.
You can check out this episode's show notes on our website at streamsofprogress.com slash Sarwa. We'd love to connect with you, so follow us on Facebook and Instagram or reach out via our website. If you can please take a few minutes to give us an honest rating on iTunes, this really makes a huge difference and improves our ability to reach more people in the UAE and beyond. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to seeing you next week on Streams of Progress. Thank you.